Adding a dental associate to your practice can be one of the most awesome decisions you make as a dental practice owner. It also can be one of the most annoying. What determines that? Your why. Your why as the dental practice owner. This is Paul Dr. Nacho Goodman, and this is one of my favorite toppings or toppings. How to add an associate to your dental practice successfully. What we're going to talk about are things to think about before you hire an associate, things to think about when hiring an associate, things to think about after hiring an associate, and things to think about every day when you have an associate. So you're a dental practice owner and you're thinking about adding an associate to your practice. First of all, I want to say awesome because you are thinking about bonding, using a dental term, together with another dentist. I believe that our biggest problem in dentistry is the cave-like nature of our profession. Being a dental practice owner can be very lonely even though you're surrounded by people. I have a satellite practice and for years I would be the only dentist there on Thursday. And it was fantastic to work with my team. They were supportive. We enjoyed each other's company most of the time. Sometimes the intensity, that's the word I use for stress, start, stop calling stress stress, start calling it intensity, totally different energy around it, could get to us. But when you are the only licensed dentist in a place, there are certain things only you can do. Sometimes I would point out that my front desk team member had made an error in billing out a procedure. And they would say, thanks, Paul. And I said, oh, can you go help me with my filling now? And they said, oh, darn it, that's illegal. So I compliment you for wanting to add an associate to your practice just for the reason of spending time with another dentist and getting more collaboration together under the same dental roof. But what are some things you should be thinking about when adding an associate? First thing to think about, and this should be reviewed with your family, with your advisors, with your accountant, is your why. If you do not have a good understanding of your why, it will go sideways. Nachos will get dropped. Here is the why about that why. There are two types of associate positions a car and a boat. What does this mean? A car is a need, a boat is a want. Some people own a car and a boat. Very few people own a boat and no car. So do you have a true need for an associate or do you want an associate? Both are okay wise, but you as the practice owner and your family and your accountants and your advisors must understand because if you hire an associate because you want one, a boat style position. You want someone to see emergencies, cover hygiene, and do some work. It is going to cost you more money than a need position. As the music of the streets of Philadelphia go by, I'll repeat that. If you hire an associate because you want one, there will be a higher cost to your profit than if you need one. And I also want to share. If you've never had an associate before and you add one, even because you need one and you can defend and explain your need, there's still going to be a cost. So if you're sitting there thinking, I want to add an associate to my practice, I want you to know there's going to be a cost. Why is there going to be a cost? You might think I have so much extra work, but yes, you are consuming that work. So let's go. Let's compare it to one of my other favorite things, pizza. Maybe you can only handle eight slices of pizza a day 
and you're consuming nine or 10 slices of production, you are now going to give production, pizza production, to an associate that is going to cost you money. And that can be awesome because maybe your intensity, not stress, is too high. Maybe you are getting burnout. But you, there's an under, there is a misconception in our dental world that adding an associate helps you make money initially. Now, long term, and there's so many amazing resources in the dental field, not just me, long term, the goal is for there to be some small profit in having an associate. But I just want to share with you corporate dentistry, DSOs, which are all associate run. So let's say they have no licensed dentists except their associates, not owned by private practice. A good DSO can profit, let's say, 10 to 20% in running a practice. So that means if they run a practice that does $800,000, their profit might, after paying the dentist might only be $80,000. So if you think of an associate doing $400,000 a year in your practice, $500,000, the maximum profit for you might only be $30,000, dollars $70,000 because likely you're not going to run it as efficiently as people who do it every day. Now, this doesn't mean don't get an associate. This is for to manage your expectations. So the key to success in life is me. I say this to my wife and she rolls her eyes, but it's not me, Paul Goodman. The key to success in life is managing expectations. That is a golden nacho phrase. It helps me every day as a parent, a practice owner, a Dr. Nacho. How am I managing expectations? Am I having my expectations managed? What good questions can I ask? What good questions can I answer to help manage expectations? So what we've talked about so far is, what is your why? Do you have a need or a want? Now you might be saying, I don't even know if I have a need or a want. Totally normal. No one teaches this, uh, us this stuff. And there are not hard studies on if you need an associate or want one. Let me share a few nacho tips to determine if you need or want an associate in your practice. Here's a few nacho tips. Here's a good question. If I came into your practice with a broken number 30 from eating stale nachos and I needed a straightforward number 30 crown, when could I schedule it? So if you think you are crazy, super busy, and I can schedule that crown in 12 days, you do not need an associate. Now, if you tell me six weeks or more, now we're talking about too much dentistry, too much pizza for one person to do. So when can I schedule a crown? Number two, how many new patients are coming into your office each month? Because I have a practice myself, one of our practices, really both of our practices are in an area where we don't get a ton of new patients, maybe 15 to 25 a month forever. But I know some of your areas where you're getting 60 or 70 new patients a month. Now is the new patient flow disrupting your existing patient flow? Great question to dig into with a consultant because one of the things you can do when you add an associate is have them see most of the new patients to create relationships with new people who you don't know. So this, before you, before you hire an associate, before you think about it, really dig into your why. Also dig into what procedures do you want this associate to do? Are you a sharer? Are you someone who says, hey, they can do some of my crowns, they can do some of my night guards, or are you looking for them to only do procedures you don't do? I wanna bring some awareness and manage your expectations that dental school does not teach people how to be oral surgeons and endodontists. It only teaches them how to be general dentists 
and this can be the topic of another podcast, I don't know how well they do that. But if you say, I have so much endo and so much endo and extractions to do, why don't you want to do them? Oh yeah, because they're stressful, intense, because they're unpredictable, and they're not always relationship builders. So it is totally acceptable to hire an associate, let's say a GPRA, AGD grad, where they have done extractions and they do some of your extractions, but a schedule cannot be filled for an associate with just specialty procedures. So golden nacho tip, a schedule for an associate cannot be filled only with specialty procedures or it will not be successful because general dentists are not specialists. And if you're looking to hire your first associate, most of this is hiring your first associate. We'll have future content on multiple associates, but we're talking about being a solo GP or maybe a partnership and hiring your first associate. You are going to be hiring most of the time. Live your life in the most. Let me just share for a second. Most of the time, implants are awesome. Most of the time, they work out really well. A small percentage of the time, they don't work out well. And they get things like peri-implantitis and we all freak out and we get very upset. So it's totally reasonable to think about things that may go sideways, but live your life in the most. Another golden nacho tip, live your life in the most. As someone who spends a huge part of my life and my team's life connecting associates to practice owners, one of my favorite things to do, I did this in the olden days, well before social media dental groups. I was connecting most of the time dentists that were newer. So most of the time, your associate is going to be zero to five years out of school. Most of the time, most of those dentists who are awesome people have not become endodontists and oral surgeons after school by magic. So if you expect them to only do specialty procedures because you want to do the restorative procedures, there will be mismanaged expectations. You also will create challenging patient scenarios because as we all know as dentists, things can be very unpredictable when it comes to endo and extractions. So what procedures? And the answer for success, most of the procedures my associates will do will be restoratively driven procedures. Crowns, fillings, night cards, implant restorations. That is what you're looking for for the most, for most new associates to your practice. Now let's talk about how will the associate be compensated? So I'm not sure if you've noticed, dental school cost has gone nacho nuts. I graduated from dental school in 2002. My dental school is three times more expensive than it was in 2002, yet dentists coming out of school are getting paid the same. I'm not a math wizard or an economist, but this is one of the biggest problems facing our industry. Now, how does this relate to adding an associate? A daily safety net guarantee versus percentage of production or collections is the most successful way to create a good relationship. If you say you're only going to get paid on what you do, you're going to eat what you kill and you have to go hunting for class threes, this can create a lot of pressure on the associate. I will share my system. We offer a daily safety net guarantee against their percentage of collections, net collections. We'll talk about that or I can talk about that in a few minutes. Net collections, let's call it 33% of net collections, which is collections minus the lab fee. Now, you might be saying, why can't associates be paid on adjusted production? Adjusted production is production after any adjustments to it, like insurance, 
write-offs, possibly finance fees, financing fees, and possibly payment and full discounts. Because general dentistry, especially in an insurance-driven office, gets takes 30 or 60 days to be paid. Now, I know you, some of you get paid in three days and four days, but if your associate does $8,000 worth, $10,000 worth of work, and you have to pay $3,300 out, but there's only been 2000 collected, you can run into a cash flow issue. Highly recommend you dig into compensation with your dental-focused attorney and accountant. I have had all of my associates get contracts from an awesome dental-focused attorney team. Contracts manage expectations. Contracts are not about fighting. Contracts are about setting up expectations. So we reviewed, why do you want an associate? How will the associate be compensated? What procedures will they do most of the time? Of course, where is your position? And also, dentists, we're people too, right? We're people too. So there needs to be something fun for that person to do in the area. So in Philadelphia, I love walking around visiting historic sites. I am not a huge camper, not, not into camping. Also, not sure if this is surprising to anyone, not a big hiker. So if you say in your area, there's mountains to hike to, to hike every day and canoe, that might not be the fun thing for me. So what fun thing is there to do for that associate? Because it's important to live a well-rounded life because it can be very stressful to only focus on dentistry. So this was things to think about before hiring an associate. Now, onboarding, welcoming, introducing the associate. Here's where I want to set you up for success. You and your team want to get to know, want to share how awesome this associate is as a dentist and a person. So make sure you create team meetings where you just get to know each other like some old version of a summer camp. Your team is so important in developing confidence in the patients and the associate and the associates and the patient. Patients. As a practice owner, a lot of times you're in your room doing your own full contact arts and crafts projects. So your awesome team needs to help. And they can't help unless they know the associate. So create paid time, pizza parties, times for you guys to talk about it, talk about both the associate's philosophy, how they do things, as a dentist and a person. Patients love fun stories. So if your associate is an artist that all paints things on the side. Share that. If your associate took a special, got a special award or honor from dental school residency, share that. I'm a huge fan of one sheets. Get a large photo of the associate. It doesn't have to be that quite unique dental school graduation photo. How about a life action shot? Maybe two or three. Create welcoming, welcoming Dr. Paul Goodman and some blurbs in big font. Make your your one sheet in big font so people can pick it up and read it because this is such a golden tip. If your associate is gonna check hygiene patients, they're gonna meet a new dentist and patients often get very freaked out when they meet a new dentist. So what we did was have her hygienist hand a sheet and say, hi, Mrs. Hi, Millie. I uh, just wanna let you know, we're so excited to have Dr. Paul at our office. Dr. Paul is going to come in and check everything. And if you have any questions after, this is really important. If you have any questions after Dr. Paul checks your teeth, checks things out, we would be glad to review them with Dr. Smith, your main owner. Most of the time, people never want that done, but they like to know as they meet a new dentist. So one sheet on the associate, so many of them strewn about the office in those plastic holders. 
so everybody becomes aware that you are adding this dentist to your practice. So those are part of the onboarding protocols, the welcoming protocols. Create team meetings to get to know each other as people and dentists. That's just fun. Create one sheet so you can share what the associate does. From a clinical perspective, create a series or sequence of meetings with you, the practice owner, and the assistant the associate be working with. Role play, dress rehearsal, role model, the instruments, what you use, how you do things. Ask the associate how he or she does things. And everybody, everybody, here, just, just dial down the drama. So, if you're an associate and you love this certain chamfer burr and the office uses a slightly different burr, test it out. Test, don't guess. If you're a practice owner and your associate likes to use, let's just say, Filtech composite instead of Venus composite, even though they're both okay, say, hey, we use Venus here, but I would love to get some Filtech for you. That makes people feel special. Makes people feel special. Now, if your associate says, I want to buy a $45,000 scanner because I heard about it in my program, say, hey, let's see how things go. So this is a relationship. You're managing the relationship. My goal is to give you tools like dentisting basketball to play this game, how to dribble, how to pass, how to shoot. But it's going to be a lot of in-game decisions, preparing patients to meet new dentists. The owner needs, must be so positive and happy about adding this associate. Now, let's go over a typical troubleshooting thing. Patient Millie says, I don't want to see Dr. Paul for my crown. I want to see Dr. Smith. If you don't say this, you're not going to build up a schedule for the associate. So if it is a procedure that's in the associate's comfort zone, here's what I say on patients that I have a relationship as an owner. Millie, I would love to share the joy of your teeth with another dentist. And let's see how this works. I, and this is the golden nacho phrase, I would be glad to have Dr. Paul do a crown on me. That shows the confidence in your associate. Would you help me by having Dr. Paul do this crown. And if you have any problems at any point, before, during, or after, here's my cell phone, text or call me. That's the gold. Here's my cell phone, text or call me. And I would love for you to let me know how things go. It's gonna go awesome most of the time. Millie's now gonna have two dentists, practice owners. You're gonna have to realize that some people are gonna like your associate better than you, and that's awesome. Some people are gonna say, I wanna see Dr. Lee's in my office, not Dr. Paul. Awesome, but you have to get over that first step where you manage their expectations into seeing a new provider. And it's not easy and it's not always gonna go well. But when you have fundamental tips like the ones I've shared here, that will help. What are some other things to think about during the associate um, time in your office? Create treatment planning sessions so that you guys can discuss. I would create them on the weekend or in the evening. Maybe they can be on Zoom. It would be best if they're face-to-face. -face. You will get so much back by sitting with your associate and reviewing cases and reviewing how you do things. They will love it. You will love it. And you will set yourself up for success because the next time you go on vacation and your patient sees the associate, he or she will know how to manage that situation. Heads up on challenging patients. I know Bob may need scaling and root planing. Right now, what we're doing is we're keeping Bob in a holding pattern. Doesn't mean we're supervising his neglect, but we have shared with him 
the pros and cons of doing scaling and root planing. And right now, since this problem is not advanced, we are striving to help Bob move forward. Please buy your associate and yourself the book To Sell as Human by Daniel Pink. It's a phenomenal book. It's changed my life. It's reframed selling, and we should be proud to sell help. So my hope is this 20 minutes has made you more aware, more prepared, helped you manage your expectations, helped you started to think about what to do before you hire an associate. When you hire an associate, how to welcome and onboard, what to do during the process. If I can help in any way with me and my team, we love doing this. You can reach out to us at dentalnachos.com. We have numerous resources. We have CE. We have blogs. We have videos that will help you with this. And if we can help you find an associate, we have a program that does this too. But what I most of all want to do is create a dental world where we share more, care more, bond together, and be kinder to each other. And I really want to help. thank you for helping me do that.